Have you ever been submerged in a dream? Um, what I mean by this is, is you know, when you're you, when you're sleeping and you have a dream and it becomes so surreal that you just feel like you're in it. Like, um, have you ever seen the movie Get Out when he gets um, like uh, shrunk into the chair when he gets submerged in the chair and it showed him back to that like flashback? That's what I'm kind of like talking about, but in a dream purpose, like. Have you ever felt that way where you felt like the dream was so real that you submerged into the chair and what ends up happening is, is that you feel like the dream is so real and then you wake up and bam, you realize that's the moment when you got to comprehend everything, realizing that, you know, the dream is not real. It was just a dream like in your heart, but your heartbeat is going so many places, so many miles per hour that it's pretty uh crazy so yeah so I, that's how we're welcome to episode four of behind the screen um i thought that was pretty interesting and uh the reason why i mentioned it because this morning i had a weird dream where like it was just chaotic like we were i was i was doing a podcast and then all of a sudden a, an apocalypse started happening in the world and and, you know, I was like, how am I going to continue this podcast? And what what about my viewers? And it was it was kind of funny. I mean, it wasn't as deep as other dreams that I had. But I just thought that was an interesting topic to start off with today. So, you know, we're going to make uh, this episode a little bit different than normal. Um, what I mean is, is that for this episode, we're going to be strictly going over opinion segments and and reviews. So let's start it off with opinion segment number one, which is my opinion of big game makers making battle royale games. What I mean by this is, is like companies like Treyarch and Infinity Ward and and the people who make Battlefield and all these companies that are big, they're they're deciding to come with. Um, they're deciding to come with Battle Royale games, and it's kind of like, um, what is the purpose? What is the sole purpose of bringing all these big games with the, into the Battle Royale genre? Because then I think you're starting to play into the part of it's not going to be as good as the original ones. And, you know, I think that these big game companies are getting so wrapped around with... Um, battle royale games that they're like well these guys are making big money so if we're gonna make big money we gotta do battle royale and i think sooner or later that battle royale um i'm trying to think of the right word like the the battle royale genre is gonna die out and i don't think it's gonna be soon but i think that people are gonna get really sick of it because you know with the original battle royales it was an original idea and people never came up with it before. But now with the big game companies trying to copy the small game companies because of how the, the success of like PUBG and Fortnite are, I just feel like it's like ridiculous. You shouldn't have to be switching your game. Like that's not what Call of Duty is. That's not what Battlefield is. They're not Battle Royale games. They're their own crap shooter games and to bring the battle royale experience into it it's just going to make a crappy battle royale and i don't think that's really fair to the genre i mean 
you know, any game company can do it. And, you know, but to perfect it and make it a, a gem like the other original companies did is really different. And to see that all these big companies are going into it, I think what's going to end up happening is that the the genre is going to die out and the people, if they're going to play any kind of battle royale, they're going to stick with the originals, or at least we hope so, because, you know, I I don't think I really think, I've watched gameplay of that Call of Duty Battle Royale, and it looks like crap. It looks like crappy Call of Duty with Battle Royale aspect to it, and it doesn't get me hyped for Call of Duty, but, you know, it's gonna, of course, it's going to sucker in a lot of people, and everybody's going to be like, oh my gosh, another Battle Royale, Battle Royale, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. I just think it's going to be hard to 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 make it as great as what the originals did. Okay, moving on. So, the movie The Avengers. I'm not talking about the old one. I'm talking about the newest one, Infinity War. It was split into two parts. We all know that in the ending of Avengers Infinity War, there was a cliffhanger. I'm not going to talk about it because I already talked about it on the episode before. But what I found out is is that Avengers 4 is reshooting. Now, what does that mean? It means that they're adding scenes, they're removing scenes. But I guess my 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 uh, opinion on it is, is what's going to happen? I mean, what does this mean is going to happen with the films? Now, what do I mean by that is, is that on... On, uh, as we know that there's been conflict going on with the Guardians of the Galaxy and the director and the movie was put on hold and all these other chaotic news and it's kind of like, well, will Avenity War get like cut out all the scenes with the Guardians? Are they going to uh, make a different ending? Are they going to make a different beginning? What are they going to do to to make the movie more because what I found out is that when they filmed three, they filmed four at the same time. So when they filmed Infinity War, four was also recorded at the same time. So it makes me curious of why they're reshooting, if there's going to be a problem with contracts or, or, you know, anything like it's just kind of interesting. And I think that it will be interesting to see what, Marvel does to to the movie. I mean, obviously, we're not going to know what they switch out because, you know, we didn't get to see the fourth movie yet. But it's curious of what they're going to do and how they're going to how this reshoot is going to affect Avengers 4 and how the outcome is going to go. So uh, moving on. So. I want to talk about shows and movies who replace main characters. Now, what I mean by that is perfectly good ex- good examples are, for example, um, you got Two and a Half Men when they removed Charlie Sheen. You got The Office when they removed Steve Carell. Uh, you got Fast and Furious when they got rid of Paul Walker. You got all these shows that are replacing people in the main cast and it's like you can't have that same effect i haven't 
I don't know of a show that comes to my mind that has actually pulled off removing a main character and having that main character be, I don't know, have that, basically the show, basically what I mean is like when the show goes on and it's actually good. So, cause let's be honest, when the office got rid of, they didn't get rid of Michael, Steve Carell left, but you know, they didn't need to continue the show after he left. That was crappy and it was not the same show. And the same thing when Charlie Sheen got fired, they brought in Ashton Kutcher, not saying he's a bad actor, but that show was like, the show was focused around Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen made the show and with the help of his co-stars, it made it even better. But the main focus was, is that the show was focused on Charlie Sheen. And when you get in a different actor, that's playing a different character and it's not going to have the same comedy it takes away from it and like, and they even ended that show crappy. And you know, the, I remember that the, the creator of two and a half men had some sort of conflict with Charlie Sheen to the point of where, you know, at the end of two and a half men, they killed off a fake Charlie. It wasn't Charlie Sheen because, you know, um, they didn't want him back. Not even for the ending. Whereas in the office, they at least brought back Michael Scott. A.K.A. Steve Carell. But they killed off Charlie Sheen at the end saying that he's still alive. He's still alive and he's going to get his house back. And then when he walks up to the door, he gets crushed by a piano. What the fuck? I mean, I know you have a conflict with Charlie Sheen, but you shouldn't have continued that show without him because that show went to crap. I mean, and then let's talk about Fast and Furious. Perfectly good example. Paul Walker dies. What do they do? They keep the fucking franchise going. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to keep the show or movies going on when you remove a main actor. It makes it seem unprofessional. And to me, it doesn't really bring out the good in the in the ideas. It seems like it's more of a money grab to keep the show going or... You know, I mean, for the office, for instance, that wasn't money grab. That was just the creator of the show doing bad decisions. But on the other hand, if most of the original cast were like, I'm not going to continue after he leaves, then I think that they would have ended it. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but when you replace the main character, the... You're just making a not-so-great show or movie. So, moving on. So, I want to talk about games getting delayed this year, man. Um, I think that when you delay a game, we talked about this before, when you delay a game, it's a good idea because you're trying to make the game better. But this year... When you delay a game, you're hurting yourself. I mean, as I talked about it with the Battlefield 1 and now Insurgency Sandstorm um, was delayed. Great. You're trying to finish a game. Or here, another example. Days Gone. 
well, Days Gone got delayed for a different reason, but I won't go into that. But what I'm trying to say is, is like games that are getting delayed right now, and they're not, and they're getting pushed to the later months. You're you got to worry of on your hands, and the reason why I say that is, is like I said before, you got all these big games coming out this Christmas. Now I'm not going to say that they're going to be good or if they're going to be bad, but what I can tell you is, is that they're big name games. That are coming out. You got Red Dead 2. You got Call of Duty Black Ops. I mean, Call of Duty is only big because, you know, nobody knows how to stop playing that crap. Um, But you got, yeah, that, that. You got Battlefield 1 that got delayed, which was a bad decision. And, I mean, I guess it's not a bad decision, but it is a, it's not a bad, but it's not a good decision at the same time. You should have had your game done. Because I'm going to explain why in a minute. You got Fallout 76. And now you got Insurgency Sandstorm all coming out within the months of the holiday times. And a lot of parents for the younger kids are going to be buying. Kids are well, unless the kids are spoiled and getting all the, all the games. The chances of... The chances of fucking like getting all those games are slim. Most most kids only get a couple games for Christmas. And when you delay your game, you're hurting your chances on making your sales. Now what do I mean? Well, let's say for perfectly example, Insurgency Sandstorm. You got all those games I just mentioned in front of that game. So you got to fight against everybody playing Call of Duty, everybody playing Battlefield, everyone playing Fallout, everyone playing Red Dead. You know, those are all big games. And, you know, I know it's a crazy lineup, but, you know, when you release it on time, you know, you got at least a chance. And now you got to fight for competition. And I don't know what game is going to be the biggest game of the holiday season, but we'll see. But, you know... When games get delayed this year, it's going to hurt the company more than it's going to hurt the players. Because I know that they're trying to make it better for the players, but going back to the company side, you're fighting against a lot of people. And, you know, to me, that's that's going to hurt the companies. But we'll see how that goes. So now we're going to move over to review parts. So the first item I want to review is the Apple AirPods. Now, I think that Apple AirPods are really, really useful. And these are all these reviews that I talk about are not a gimmick. They're not, I'm not being an advertiser. I'm not being, I'm trying to think of the words. I'm not trying to, I'm not getting paid by these companies to say it. I'm just trying to let you guys know info and what my thoughts are of, of it. I don't even call it a review, I call it an opinion because you know what? My opinion on whatever topics I'm about to go over doesn't mean that your opinions are going to be the same. So I call more of an uh, opinion segment than than a review segment. But we're going to talk about Apple AirPods first. So the Apple AirPods are really nice. The, The charge on them lasts a long time. I mean, there's instances where I don't have to charge the charging case for two days. And, you know... You use them in your ears. They're perfectly good for making calls. You know, they're they're kind of like a like one of those earpieces that they used to have for phones back 
back in the 2000s. Well, I don't know what they call those, but they 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 work as well and you know, but it's also more of a way for music traveling. I mean, the battery life on the headphones are awesome and it charge to charge them is quick and efficient, which is nice. Now, the only thing is, is that people always worry that they're going to lose them. That is a fair case. And as long as you're responsible and you can take care of stuff, then you should be able to, to buy these and not lose them. Because when you buy, I, I bought mine for around a month now. I haven't lost them yet. But I take really good care of them, make sure that they're charged. Make sure the box is charged. I try to use them efficiently. I don't try to constantly drain the battery on the headsets all the time. Or not the headset, but the headphones. It's a really good product, and if you're looking at getting them, I definitely recommend them as they are definitely worth the money. The next thing I want to, re to get my opinion on, review, whatever you want to call it, is Telltale's The Walking Dead Season 3 game. Now... Telltale games are really, really good, and they're really key on making a great story. I played multiple of them. It's not just The Walking Dead Season 3 that I played, but the one that I'm going to focus on is The Walking Dead Season 3. The current season is 4, and I'm not going to play that until all the episodes are out. But for The Walking Dead Season 3, the game, these games are so good at keeping you on your toes. I mean, I remember back when I played the first season, I was always... I got it late in the Christmas break, so I wasn't able to play them all at once. I had to, I had to go to school, back to school at the time because I was in school, in high school, and uh, I would only get to play like one episode a day, and it drove me crazy because you know it's such a great game series. I mean. They always leave you off on a cliffhanger, and that cliffhanger makes you want to play the next episode even more. But when you have a time restriction, like if you have to go to bed because you got to go to work early, or if you got to go to school early, or if you got to go do homework or anything, like each episode is around two hours long. Some of them are a little bit shorter, but they're reasonably around two hours. Now, you don't have to play them straight in a row. And I'm not just talking about each episode. I'm talking about the episode itself. You can take breaks as you hit save checkpoints. But, you know, I get so addicted in them that I make sure I wait until I have enough time to play the full episode. And, you know, for how good the season three was, I would say in order of how what I liked the episodes, I liked one the best, two the second best, four, five, and then three. And the reason why I didn't like 3 too much is, is that it got a little bit relaxed and it, the the shocking didn't really keep me going to where I wanted to keep it going. Whereas in episode 1 and 2, they left off on a crazy hit cliffhanger. And it was intense. It was like, what the hell? I want to know what's going on. Like, I didn't see this coming. And that's what happened with four, four, and then they wrapped up the season. 
that was another one. That's the reason why five is going to be on the lower of the list. The way that they wrapped it up, I understand that they were doing because when they went to season four, they went back to Clementine. But I liked playing as a new character, but also being there for Clementine. Clementine is a character that's been in the whole series. And I don't know. It's really good if you get the chance to play it. Play it if you don't want to spend the money on buying it. I recommend going and rent it from like Gamefly or, or I don't know. I just say it's a strongly, highly recommended game that I recommend you guys to play. Okay, the next re, the next opinion review I want to talk about is the game Spider Man. Um. And if you guys were just curious, I was talking about the video game Walking Dead, not the show. But I'm pretty sure you guys figured that out. So the game Spider-Man, let's get back to that. That game is phenomenal. Um, I didn't think it was going to be that great. It didn't catch my eye. And I, I'm i not a big single-player kind of guy. But I ended up renting it. Now, you might ask, did I beat it? No, I did not beat it. And I had to make a decision on if I wanted to pay to rent it again or or just return it. And, you know, I was getting distracted and I was getting busy with stuff going on where I couldn't really renew it. So I ended up returning it. But the game is phenomenal. I mean, there's some dull parts in it, like when you got to do the environment crap for Harry. I didn't like that. Um and then when there was a there was a part in the game where you play as Mary Jane, I didn't like that part either. But it's not. But overall, I would say it's definitely a game that you should at least try playing. Um, another reason I was debating on it for a long time if I was gonna buy it after I rented it or I was just gonna rent it again. Um, the reason why I didn't buy it was because you know it's sixty bucks, and you know. I would rather spend that $60 towards like a camera so that way I can do video recording of the podcast or, you know, I'm just trying to think of other like things like, um, or I would rather spend the money on like the wall, not the walking dead, um, red dead pre-ordering red dead or fallout. I mean, it's a great game, but it wasn't worth it. In my in my opinion, it wasn't worth buying if you're not into those kind of games. And even though I love the game, I also thought to myself, what are the chances of me playing it after I beat it? And I didn't think my chances were going to be high, so I had to make the judgment call of returning the game and not buying it. So, but I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about games without spoiling anything so that's why i'm not trying to spoil anything the gameplay mechanics were awesome um the fighting was amazing um you know it's not the generic drive a car everywhere you were flying everywhere and sometimes you would uh it would take you a while but you know to get to a location but you were so wrapped up with how fun it was to just swing across the map that it didn't really matter to you that 
you were taking longer to get to a location than if you were playing like GTA and driving a car to the location. It was really, really good, and I think that the game is definitely worth it. If you have a red box near you, definitely check it out and rent it. Unfortunately, for Xbox and PC players, it's a PS4-only game, which is a shocker because, you know... Most of the time, it's usually a PC exclusive, mostly PC exclusives. But this is definitely one of the great things about having a PS4 is that some of these exclusives I played. So far, I played two exclusives that I really enjoyed on on PlayStation. I really enjoyed playing um, Until Dawn. That was a really great story-driven horror game with the decision-making process that made it even better. And then um, and I, this would be the second game that I played. Um, I never looked into playing or I got a war. I guarantee you that game's good, but it's not my cup of tea. Um, Days Gone is coming out. I can't wait for that one. I'm trying to think of other exclusives that I played. It's so hard to think about it. I don't know. I can't think of any right now. But if I think of any, I'll come up with next next episode. Or I might mention it before the end of the podcast if I think of one. But moving on. So the final review opinion thing that I'm going to talk about is the movie A Simple Favor. And the movie A Simple Favor stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And it's supposed to be in, in a, a murder mystery kind of movie and they're trying to figure out what's going on with the mom and where she went and well everything that's happening and it's very interesting it was a it was not my cup of tea I wouldn't recommend seeing it in the theaters I'd rather recommend you seeing it when it comes out on DVD to Redbox because I got a different feeling from the trailer of how the movie was going to portray and when I saw the movie and at the end of the movie, I was like, wow, I didn't like that. I didn't, I thought it was going to be better than that. And maybe it was the screenwriting that, that's why I didn't like it or the way the thing turned out, but it was kind of like, a. it wasn't really a deception where like, if you're going in there, I'm not, the only thing I'm going to spoil is, is that. If you're going in there thinking it's about a murder mystery of a wife, you got it all wrong. It's different, and it's weird, and it didn't give me the greatest feeling of spending my money to go see it in theaters. That's definitely a movie I'd rather see on DVD if I was ever to watch it again. But, you know... Sorry for the gap of silence I was thinking about something for a second like movies are so expensive nowadays that you gotta you gotta you gotta decide what do you want to do and maybe we'll talk let's talk about that for a minute so as you know movie theater prices keep on rising and it's kind of getting ridiculous like even to the point where I'm I'm getting a little bit picky on what movies I see if a movie looks okay I don't really I don't really say, you know what, I'm going to go see it. I would rather wait for it to be on DVD because, I don't know, you just got to capture my eye and, you know, there's nothing that really caught my eye. There's a lot of movies I saw over the summer because those were big movies. I mean, we talked about it on the first episode, Deadpool 2, 
Infinity War, um, Jurassic World. All these movies are big where I wanted to see them, but like the movies that looked okay or if they weren't a sequel in the, you know, it was hard for me to, to really go see a movie after June The I only saw two movies after June. I'm pretty sure it was only two. I only saw Equalizer and then A Simple Favor. After Equalizer 2, I didn't see a movie until this current one. Um, June was probably the biggest month for movies. But, I don't know. It seems like the movie theater prices are getting a little bit out of control. And it makes me not want to go to movies as much as running them. And it's sad to hear that, but you know... When you're paying a lot of money for tickets and you got to make your judgment call if that's how you want to spend your paycheck or if you want to use your paycheck in a different way. And especially like if you're taking a family four out, that's where it gets even harder. So it's interesting to see how things are changing because, you know, they are. But so now to wrap up the podcast, I want to talk about the changes that um, – are being made now i wanted to test out this theory not this theory but this this kind of a podcast it's hard to do a podcast by yourself and i'm not saying that that's going to be the reason why i give up on podcasting because i'm not giving up i'm still doing it but i wanted to see in this case what you thought of just sticking with opinions and reviews and because, you know, by the time I do news, you might not know some of the news. But, you know, but most of the news you already know. And, you know, we talk about it and we go into depth on it. And, you know, it's harder for when you got to do solo and discuss so many topics. So if I go solo, you might see more of 30-minute podcasts. If I'm going, if I'm co-hosting with someone you'll see the podcast be longer um i wish i could go for like an hour and a half but you know it's it's hard and i'm not saying that it's not a reasonable excuse but when you when you gotta take breaks to get a drink or if you have to use a restroom you don't have somebody there to fill in that empty space and then you got 10 to 30 seconds worth of um not hearing anything and I think that can be a little bit hard on the listeners so I guess my thing is is that I am going tell me what you think of just what I did like just opinions and reviews and let me know because I might go back to the old ways but I will have to do I'll do more segments where it's like 30 minute episodes and I might do like three you know, I got so many news that I could talk about, but I shorted I, I shortened it down to opinion and review segments to have it be like personal related. So let me know what you think. And um, for the people who listen on iTunes and and Android um, that are not through YouTube, I got some bad news for you guys. Um, when my subscription comes up for the end of the month for this website that holds that keeps up the podcast on those two, they're is gonna I'm gonna cancel it because that's taking up a lot of money and 
you know, I would rather spend that money saving it and buying, doing video recordings. And, you know, I don't have a real big following to where it's really worth spending the money right now on having it on those platforms. So when I grow a bigger audience, we will move over to those podcast forms again. But for now, I'll post this one up. If you don't get to listen to it by the time I end it, you maybe you guys will find my YouTube page. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be the end of the episode today. Um, and I will see you guys back here next time. And hopefully we'll have a co-host so you guys can have a long, enjoyable podcast. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good day.